on maynard.com.au. AU! And here we are at the foyer at the Totally 80s show here at Enmore. People are going nuts, people are going crazy. Everybody wants to know how does Lamal get his hair to do that? People behind me rushing, hushing and flushing to talk about Lamal's hair to just have a good look at Paul Lukakis' crutch at the Totally 80s show across Australia. Who is your favourite so far? <gasps> Wawani, because I just love them. They were like my childhood. I love them. Tell me, what was your favourite song they did? <gasps> Sugar Free. You want to sing a bit of it? Oh, my lover me. We're sugar free. Don't ever want to be pumping up, breaking down. Mm, that's entertainment. Totally 80s. Lamar was, oh, he just pushed it out of the park. What can I say? Maynard, I'm here for Berlin, but I'm here for everybody. Take my breath away. Thank you. I hope your breath survives tonight. Have you got a favourite song you'd like to sing, sir, from tonight? Uh, if I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. That's good, because he's looking forward to the Kim Wilde concert in November, because this man lives in the future due to alcohol. Mateka, she's unbelievable. She hit it off. Right. Everybody and anybody, you should have been here tonight. And this man is awesome. So how was Totally 80s tonight? Fucking awesome! That's the kind of language you like to use. Berlin. Favourite song? Sex, I'm a man. I'm a virgin! I'm a man, I'm a teen. Well, I'm, I'm your mother. I'm a one-night stand. stand. I'm a slut. I'm a man. Carcass. Paul the carcass. Yes, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. 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 Let's, Let's go back, back to my room so we can do it all night, night and you can make me feel right. Oh, it's a very calm song. It's about an evening of drinking tea together. It is, it is. How good a time did you oh have? Oh my god, it was freaking awesome. What one e? I mean, that was just freaking awesome, all of them. May I say something? Yeah. A man shushed me. Who shushed you? A man in the crowd shushed me. A man in the crowd shushed her. I, I can know. never imagine can anyone doing imagine? that to you. Why would they do I that to you? I can't understand that. Polar carcass, without a doubt. Was it the moves? Was it the fact that he's still got the great gut after all these years? The fact he hasn't aged in about 25 years, I think that's just fucking amazing. It is fucking amazing, let me tell you, because the thing we learned from him is just don't stop going to the gym, that's the thing. Would you recommend the show to anybody? Oh my God, it was fabulous. Oh, oh my God, God it, it was, was fabulous. fabulous. Hello, Maynard here on tour with the Totally 80s Tour. What you're listening to now is the rehearsal in Canberra. In the theatre, in the afternoon, everyone pretty relaxed, just getting the backing track together for Martika. We've got Paul Gray there on keyboards. We've got Robin Lawala there doing some backing vocals. Paul Gray, of course, you know from Wawani. And Robin Lawala, you'd probably recognise from Girlfriend. And the other members of the band have also been in 1927 as well. So it's an absolute 80s all-star lineup here on stage that's for sure and that's just the backing band we're in the middle of the very very busy meet and greet room here in Canberra uh, where are we are we in Canberra again Royal please? Theatre we're in the Royal Theatre I, I get confused once you've been on tour for a while you're in the line for Martika absolutely Martika I've been following since the Kids Incorporated days so I've just watched her grow 
I'm just in the Lamar line now. Why are you such a big Lamar fan? I knew all his songs back in the 80s. You had Kajagoogoo albums and everything? Yes. He's got a great sort of knockabout English voice too when you talk to him. We'll just have the meet and greet with Mr. Paul Lukakis. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? That's enough out of him. We want to talk to his fans. Look, I just wanted my man boob signed. Oh. So boom, boom. You've got boom, boom, man boobs. In permanent marker. Where did Paul's song Boom, Boom intersect with your life? What were you doing at the time that song was number one? I was a young gay boy in the country, so, you know, right. someone vibrant on television to relate to, and I liked the song. So did it feel like you had a connection with a wider community that you didn't feel so isolated, perhaps? Oh, well, perhaps, yeah. Now I just feel so connected. Now <laughs> my breasts have been touched by Paul. <laughs> Now, I've moved over to the Terry Nunn from Berlin line here. Oh, definitely. Tom Cruise, Take My Breath Away. Now, is, it, is it because of the whole balladeering of the song or because of the way it relates to the film? I think not only because it relates to the film, but it relates to childhood or adolescent teenage experiences. I think, you know, your first love was laying in bed listening to Take My Breath Away and <laughs> hoping that you were Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis and just going, yes, it's a beautiful song. So it's crazy. Just suddenly you're there again, aren't you? Absolutely. And that's what I said to my husband. We've got to come tonight because I'm mid 40s now and I just need to go back and relive my 80s one more time. Doesn't Terry look lovely? She's amazing. I said to her, I can't believe you look so good. It's almost like no time has passed whatsoever. Look, a lot of the artists are like that. Everyone's naturally just a little bit older but no one comes out in the audience and goes, oh my God, we've got none of that going on. I know, she's absolutely beautiful. I said to her, time has been wonderful to you. She's stunning, absolutely stunning. Enjoy your time. Thank you so much. Well, I'm speaking to you from outside the Astor Theatre now in Mount Lawley in Perth, where we're going to be doing the Totally 80s show tonight. And we're currently being shown by Damien, the uh, production manager and tour manager, a secondary dressing room that we have to use, because basically we've got one long corridor with some hangers in it that we're going to be getting dressed in, all of us, the entire lot. I'm with Dave Terry, Real Life. How, Dave, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. When was the last time you played in Perth? Are Perth audiences in any way different to anywhere else in Australia or not? They're wonderful. They're wonderful. And uh, the last time I was in Perth, I was actually in Bustleton about 18 months ago and I uh, had a great time. I'm looking forward to the Astor particularly because it's, okay. it's got a bit of a vaudeville feel about it. In fact, it's one of the few stages I've been on that's actually got carpet. It's a beautiful <laughs> theatre and it's a great thrill. And if we sort of get down on our hands and knees, we're not going to get carpet burns because it's very soft carpet. I highly recommend you go with no shoes. Now, who have we got here from the, from the Astor Theatre? Tim from the Astor Theatre. Hello Jim. What sort of history has the Astor Theatre got? We've played the Palais in Melbourne, we've played the Enmore Theatre. What's the age and the history of this venue? Okay, it is 100 years old. What's the, the wildest show you've been involved in? You go, man, we're going to lose a bit of the furniture here. The people are going a bit nuts. What's the wildest I one? A good or bad? Machine Head. We had great letters and feedback. But my favourite through here would have been Noel Rogers. And it just pumped everyone. People left. They were so happy they were leaving. They were crying. Well, people will be crying after a few of my intros and everything because I often get the names of the oh, band you're members the, wrong. Are the MC for yeah, the I'm the MC, oh, apparently, yeah. Please, mate, welcome Tim to the Astor. See? Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. See, I, can, I can do it. We're just backstage here at the Astor. I'm with Dave Sterry. He's hanging out. Of course, you'd know him from real life and what else have you been and what other things have we have heard your voice and production and music in ooh I've got a secret that I'm really not telling anybody it's not actually my voice but um, last year I was approached to do a commercial and I've never done that before in my life well that really surprised me like Brian Cannon have their own studios and do things yeah. so I never thought I was up for it but uh, my mate Scotty Khan comes out of the blue and says David um, Tiger Airways are relaunching they need a new theme song got two days to come up with the song and pitch it if we lose we still get a thousand dollars for the just for our two days you know for writing the song I thought of course I can't do that 
of course, I don't really want to do that, but I sat down and I actually did it. In fact, Scotty ended up singing on it, but he didn't end up writing anything. And we had to kind of come up with kind of an 80s prog rock kind of thing. And I went into a sheer mad panic and, you know, fear of failure takes a hold. Came up with this really daggy for me song, you know, which was a kind of a parody of prog rock. So I thought, oh, they're going to have, they're going to get the song and then they'll have all these crash hot session musicians playing all these things. So I played one of the daggiest guitar solos in my whole life. It's really embarrassing. And uh, Scotty, but Scotty Khan did a beautiful, beautiful vocal on it. And lo and behold, my crap guitar solo is the 30 second commercial version doesn't have my guitar, it has bits of my guitar solo. But they liked it so much, they put it on iTunes with the full and I'm going oh my god that's the second crap guitar solo other than Semi Angel I've got <laughs> that I'm stuck with for the rest of my life exercise because I'm a bit lazy about writing these days because I think well what's the point no one wants any new music from me I'm quietly chuffed by it strangely enough success at that kind of bittersweet in that you succeeded at doing something you weren't really sure you wanted to do in the first place absolutely absolutely you don't want to be the gun for hire thing is that part of it no I'm not averse to making some money I guess you you just sort of become owned by those people for a certain Mm. amount of time and you're dealing with a whole lot of people that actually are not songwriters that you've got to answer to they're trying to sort of tell you about Mm. writing songs so it's a bit frustrating that respect it's a bit like artists djs people out there that when you do a corporate gig that's the funniest thing when we do corporate gigs they think we're a cover band those dickheads (laughs) have got no fucking idea that we're the real people wow yeah how's this tour been you're the second on you follow ivan men without hats on and you're just before the wow i need bit there how's that feel in the build you give us that new romantic hit from the early 80s I love it. Catch Me, I'm Falling. I kind of not thought of that song as much for a while. It's a really powerful song. It's a wonderful song. It was also a big hit in Europe and America as well. goth connection i think almost every goth club i've been to there's been a remix of that played or the original i don't know where the goth connection came into i'm very glad to have it of course love the goth stuff they were both kind of big hits and with catch me was actually in the top 10 in germany with angel with i mean two songs in the top 10 back in the 80s and it was a big hit in australia too i love it because this is just such a strong show everyone's got hit after hit after hit Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful show with a lot of the 80s or retro shows people go oh yeah they're playing all the ones i don't really want to hear but this it's the exact opposite you're hearing just the hits and then next artist absolutely from our point of view to look 
out and just see a sea of happiness, it's incredibly humbling. Oh, it's look, beautiful. Look, shout out to Canberra. Was, Canberra was weird because they were making people sit down when yeah. they were dancing. That was a bit odd. Melbourne was a great show. Sydney just mm-hmm. went nuts. Mm-hmm. After the Sydney show, I actually just shook for three minutes. I just stood there shaking. It was just overwhelming for me as well. Because I'm introducing every artist on and off, I get to see you all as you're working, walking off stage. And uh, I think I might have called you back for a bow in Sydney, I think, too, mm-hmm. which I think is a nice thing to do, particularly with a short set. I like bowing. It's much easier than singing. All the artists, particularly Katrina, of Katrina the Waves, when she walks off, they've got that look on their face, oh, that went well, or job well done. I haven't seen anyone walking off like, the fallback was fucked. I haven't seen that look on anyone's face. No, no, we've got a fabulous, fabulous crew. Mm. And everyone walks off. You, you might have noticed, too, that there's always a roster of artists on the side of the stage clapping everybody mm, off. Yes. Especially like Stacey Q last night, who's been a bit ill. I know that Katrina and I were there with a couple of other people applauding as loud as we could as, as she walked off. And there's people there for everybody every night we're all standing there applauding it's a beautiful family feel there's no we've all left our egos at the door it's a wonderful wonderful thing any uh, inside information about Catch Me I'm Falling or uh, Send Me an Angel that the casual listener might not know you mentioned that the guitar solo was a bit embarrassing was it the demo guitar solo that ended up as the final mix was it no the demo guitar solo was much better than the final one I was trying to imitate the demo one Catch Me On Falling is a song about a nightmare that um, in the early days of real life, we were really starving. We were starving. We'd be two or three days without food. And my life was actually better when I went to bed at night. But then I had this dream about falling where you don't actually land. But so oh, and where you suddenly wake up again. Yeah. But I was so starving back in that day. Life was better when I was asleep. Angel was written when the Ash Wednesday fires were on. It had nothing to do with that, but we were driving down to a gig at Phillip Island and we could see the fires over in Lawn. And I had this Richard Zatorsky, our keyboard player, had written this fabulous piece of music, the opening riff and the chords. And I sat in the back of the car. I came up with the chorus quietly on my Walkman in my head and I knew I had something. So when we finally got home from Phillip Island, I sort of sat down and wrote that. And we ended up making the video at Mount Macedon where the fires had been. Mm. That film clip might be part of the reason why you got the gothic following because it's it's sort of suitable to the overblown, almost operatic of the song. That was made by the rich kids who first come to my attention for doing Shivers by the Birthday Party. That was one of their first videos. And they're a great couple of guys. The Elvis Costello one in the kissing booth. And also Dave Mason one, not well known, uh, You Don't Love Me Anymore, which is all shot in one go. And it's Dave Mason at his grouchy best. interesting thing about Sammy and Angela is the girl who is the the beautiful girl in the clip is Angela Howard who is Roland S. Howard's sister from the birthday party. There's a young girl in it who is uh, named Deanna and she's the Deanna from the old Deanna by Nick Cave song. I think the horse was famous too. The horse did something. <laughs> Won the Melbourne Cup? Uh, something like that. The guy on the horse is um, the bass player from Crowded House, the other Seymour. The wig he's wearing was made by the guitar player from Ice House. 
And the guy who did the makeup from his combi van at Mount Macedon went on to win an Academy Award for makeup on Braveheart. So the only thing that people that went downhill from then on was real life. <laughs> and also, it's been remixed lots of times. Has it actually been an official remix that you've? Because I've heard some banging white label twelve inches in the early two thousands of it. Of course, it became a hit again in America in nineteen eighty nine with a remix that was an official remix. But there's also covers. Every year, there's a half a dozen covers from you know Ukrainian dance acts or something, and wow. Russians and Italians. Send me an that really blew me away because it was done so well and it was just such a great honour was the Underbelly Razor series which is an amazing historical program about all these men who returned from World War One to unemployment in Sydney and had these razor gangs. Jessica Mowboy, it's pretty much the final song of the whole Underbelly Razor series. Jessica Mowboy sings a 1920s version of it and it works beautifully and so I'm very, very proud of that. Introducing you on stage tonight. Thank you very much, Maynard. I was just about to let Dave go there, but on stage we have uh, Robin Lowell, who used to be in uh, Girlfriend, uh, singing the backup vocals, that very high angelic bit in Send Me an Angel. How did that come about in the first place? Was it you just having a bit of a, hey, we need something even more dramatic in the song? And who sang it originally? And where, for the music students out there on the treble cliff, where is that note? How high is it up there? Well, it's in the key of D, so it must be somewhere up in D. It was originally Lisa Edwards, who usually sings for John Farnham and has her own solo career as well. And she found great difficulty in doing it. And I never said anything, but I worked into the rehearsals for this show in Sydney with Robin. And I start singing the chorus and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I hear this voice doing that part that I've never heard anyone ever do before. And I turn around and there she is. And I kind of completely lost it. Then at rehearsals, I just couldn't sing through the song. So I'm going, wow, Robin, wow, amazing. When you did it live back in the day, you had nobody doing that part. Firstly, nobody. Then we had samples of the original. It's usually a sample we've got playing. Well, Robin is one of the most beautiful ladies you could ever possibly meet anyway. And versatile. She covers a range of music in this show. I'm just blown away. That's just been the cream on my cake. Let's just have a listen to those high notes again. And and I'd, I'd keep glasses away from your speakers, people.
think the horse was famous too. The horse did something. Did it, uh, won the Melbourne Cup. Uh, something like that. On Maynard.com.au. AU! Hey, <laughs>